Welcome back, people. All Things Basketball Podcast 2020. We are back. And I didn't forget. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there? 2020, people. 2020. And it's 2020 grind time here at All Things Basketball Podcast. That's what we're saying. 2020 grind time. We got a lot of big things in store, a lot of big interviews, a lot of things happening in 2020. So hang in there with us, man. Stick with us. Follow us. Like. Download. Get involved, man. Get involved with All Things Basketball Podcast. And we are on episode 85, man. Episode 85. The first episode of 2020. But first of all, i like to tell all my listeners, everybody that downloads, shares, and likes, Happy New Year. It's a new year and a new situation, and I hope everybody's ready for 2020. And of course, um, episode 85, the name of episode 85, Miami Vice. The name of episode 85, people, Miami Vice. But before we get into episode 85, one thing that hasn't changed in 2020, you got to tap in, baby. You got to tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right, let's get it started, man. Episode 85, Miami Vice. We're coming out of that Pelican building. Zion Williamson, the number one pick, has been working out with the team. He hasn't been going full hard scrimmaging, but he's been shooting. He's been doing some three-on-three. He's been doing some individual drills. And, of course, the New Orleans Pelicans are doing a little hush-hush They're taking it slow with Zion Williamson. But, um, you know, they said that the media will be the first to know when he's ready to go. I don't think so. I think the team, David Griffin, Alvin Gentry, all of those people in the building in New Orleans will be the first to know and will be the last to know. (laughs) But Zion Williamson, man, he's ready to get it started ready to get into his rookie season and catch up to the rest of the rookies. We got a very interesting rookie class, man. John Moran, R.J. Barrett, you know, all of the, all of the rookies are out there balling, doing their thing. Cam Reddish, my man Cam Reddish, all right? They're rocking, man. And so Zion Williams wants to put his two cents in, you know, or his one cent. Whatever it is, he wants to be involved. And so right now, the New Orleans Pelicans, as I said, are taking it very slow with Zion, and they're just going to ease him right in to to the rotation. And so what's going on in that New Orleans Pelicans uh, building? Zion is practicing. Good, good thing, man. Wonderful thing for the league, all right? And he spoke to the, the media and said it's up to, you know, Dave Griffin and the rest of the staff to let him know when it's time to go. But if it was up to him, he'd be ready to go right now. And so that's what's going on in that Pelican building. Zion is back on the court, people. 
He's back on the court, and he's ready and raring to go in his eyes. But, of course, he's got to get the okay from upstairs before he starts to perform. Out of that Detroit building, the Detroit Pistons are stating that they're ready to rebuild. I'm not too sure because I'll tell you what. When the Detroit Pistons grabbed Blake Griffin two seasons ago, they stated that they were rebuilding then. So I don't know whether the Detroit Pistons are rebuilding or revamping. They've got to make sure they know what they're doing. I don't even think the Detroit Pistons <laughs> know what they're doing. They've been rebuilding for the last two and a half plus years. But, hey, it's their program, it's their team, and if they're saying they're going to rebuild, they're going to rebuild. The reason why I'm speaking about this is because guys like Blake Griffin are on the block. Guys like Andre Drummond, all-star center, are on the block. They're ready to clean house. And so right now, the Detroit Pistons are in a, I would say, rebuild slash revamp. Whichever one they want to call it, because they've been doing this for the last two years. And I don't know, like I said, from afar, Coach Luke is watching them from afar, and I really don't know what they're trying to do. But they're trying to unload all of the big contracts in the Detroit building. I do know that. Andre Drummond is phenomenal, man. Phenomenal ball player. Hint, hint, my New York Knicks. We could use another big man. But, hey, he's on the block. He's an excellent all-star center, and he can help any team that's in the NBA. But, you know, he comes with a big price tag. I think it's a little under $25 million per season, uh, and it's an inspiring contract. I'm not sure if he's got one or two years left on that contract. So it comes with a big price tag, but you will get heavy production out of Andre Drummond. And of course, Blake Griffin is not the human highlight that he used to be, but Blake Griffin can still ball, man. Blake Griffin can ball out of control. And so you got some guys over in that Detroit building, you know, Derek Rose is still there. So you got, you got some players, man that you can look at if you're a GM in the league and you want to make a move before the All-Star break. Now, of course, the All-Star break is mid-February. But, I mean, a lot of these teams want to make a move right now. They really want to make a move right now. And so what you have is you have the Detroit Pistons ready and raring to go and ready to perform at a high, high level so that they can show and display what they got for the rest of the league because Detroit is in a rebuilding mode and they're trying to get a, get rid of a lot of big contracts. Blake Griffin has a big contract. Andre Drummond has a big contract. All right? Those are two big contracts that they're definitely trying to get off the books. And so that's what's going on in that Detroit Piston building, man. They're ready to rebuild or revamp. I like to use both the words because this has been going <laughs> kind of going on for the last two seasons with the Detroit Pistons. All right, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right, 
the title of the episode, man, the, the title of the show, Miami Vice. And I'm talking about those Miami Heat, man. They're number three in the Eastern Conference. No one, and I mean no one, including all everybody at All Things Basketball Podcast, saw this coming. The Detroit, um, not the, excuse me, it's a little tongue-tied. We already talked about Detroit. The Miami Heat are really playing some ball, man. They're really playing some ball. And, of course, they have the, the, the legend, Pat Riley, the Hall of Fame executive, Pat Riley at the helm. They also got, I believe, a Hall of Fame coach, one of the top five coaches in the league, Eric Spolstra. So you have a big, strong nucleus, and you have some veterans mixed with some young talent, and that always bowls well for a basketball team and a franchise when you have some veterans as well as a lot of good young talent in the building. It always bodes well, man. So Miami is really surging, man. You're going to have to watch them moving forward. They're a very, very dangerous team, and they're number three in the Eastern Conference. A couple of games, two and a half games behind the Milwaukee Bucks. They're surging. They might be the number one seed when it's all said and done. And so you have to watch that Miami Heat team. Phenomenal, phenomenal team, you know. They got my man Kendrick Nunn, okay. They got my man um, um, Jimmy Butler. Of course, Jimmy Butler's phenomenal. Knockdown shooter, knockdown defender. Tyler Hero, rookie, phenomenal, all right. Goran Dragic, very strong veteran. He had 37 points last night, eight threes. Phenomenal player, man. They're getting a little bit of production from everybody across the board, and you're going to have to watch the Miami Heat moving forward. And so that's why the name of this show is called The Miami Vice. And if you don't know what Miami Vice is, it's a show that was in the early and late 80s. And, of course, some of you weren't around. But, hey, I'm not trying to tell my age. But, of course, I remember the show. And so the name of this show is Miami Vice because the Miami Heat are back, man. They haven't been back since LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen and them hoist the trophy. But they are back now, and they are back with a vengeance. The Miami Heat, you really have to look out for them moving forward. All right. All right, here we go, baby. Off of Instagram, will Maya Moore play this upcoming WNBA season? Well, you guys know I'm a big, big Maya Moore fan, and we talked about Maya Moore on my very first podcast, May 5th of 2019, all right? We're still pushing to get her on the show. I didn't forget. I'm just pushing hard. Sometimes some interviews are a little bit more difficult than others, but I'm not sure whether she'll play this year. I'm really not sure. As I said in a couple of podcasts ago, a lot of big veterans and officials in the WNBA will be sitting down with the great commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, the new commissioner of the WNBA, to talk about wages. And so I think uh, uh, the MVP, Elena Deladon, is waiting for that meeting. And I also believe an uh, excellent all-star and Olympian and former MVP, 
Maya Moore is also waiting for that uh, uh, sit down and see what comes out of that in those meetings, man. They want more pay. The women want more pay. And I believe that that's what Maya Moore is really looking at. So the verdict is out for Maya Moore. The question was asked, is she going to play this season? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Finances has always been her biggest peeve. And of course, you know, hey, sometimes you got to stand before you fall. And I don't know. Maybe she misses the game so much that she will suit up and play for the uh, Minnesota Lynx. Or maybe she'll stand her ground until more money is on the table. Okay? And so that's what's coming out of Instagram with Maya Moore. Will she play again? And what I say here at All Things Basketball Podcast, I'm not sure. Again, everybody's eye is on that big, big meeting with the WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, as far as wages are concerned in the WNBA. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right. We got that AAU profile, baby. That AAU profile, the first AAU profile of 2020, man, and I couldn't be more proud of it. Coming out of that Auburn, Washington area, Delia Daniels, 6'4 forward, man, 6'4 forward, Garfield High School, committed to you, Kyle, but you know, when you're in 12th grade, you can decommit. So I would say tentatively committed to you, Kyle, phenomenal player, man. Excellent player, and her brother Dale Jr. ain't too shabby either. He's a baller in his own right. Phenomenal player, man. Delia Daniels is a phenomenal ball player, and of course, she's out of Garfield High School. Her AAU outfit, Tree of Hope. Her AAU outfit, Tree of Hope. And that's our AAU profile for this Monday um, show. Delia Daniels, again, Tria Hope is her AAU outfit. She's out of Auburn, Washington, 6'4 forward, Garfield High School. Phenomenal player, excellent baller, great footwork, knockdown shooter. She's an excellent player, people, Delia Daniels. All right. Milwaukee's starting to look normal, man. They're starting to look normal. They're starting to lose a few games. They're starting to look normal. Now, I'll tell you what Coach Luke believes. Earlier in the season, Milwaukee had somewhat of their way as far as scheduling. They were playing the under 500 teams. Of course, sprinkled in there were the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers, the Toronto Raptors, but it was just sprinkled in. So now what they're doing is they're dealing with the West Coast a lot more extensively, and you're getting some losses. Now, does that mean they're gonna ho- not going to hoist the trophy? No, that doesn't mean that. Does that mean they have an excellent chance of hoisting the trophy? Of course they still have an excellent chance. But what I'm saying is 
the meat of their schedule is right in front of us. And so you're starting to see the Milwaukee Bucks look a little bit normal. And what I mean by looking a little bit normal is that they're losing some games now. They're losing some games now, and they're putting a whole lot on Giannis Antetokounmpo's shoulder, okay? And I'm going to tell you, one guy cannot win a championship. One guy cannot win a championship. And like I said before, he's going to have to have a strong unit that's going to be around him, that's going to uplift him as he uplifts them, and they're going to go to the promised land that way, and that's the only way that they're going to get there to hoist that trophy. Again, do the Milwaukee Bucks have an excellent chance of hoisting that trophy? Of course they do. They have just as good a chance as any other top teams, but they're starting to look a little bit normal out there in basketball land, and it happens. They jumped out. They jumped out, people, to a big, big lead. They jumped out, and so now the pack is catching up to them. All right? I just mentioned that the Miami Heat are only two and a half games behind them, nipping on their heels. And so, you know, you got to look at the other teams in the Eastern Conference right now because it's probably a three to four team battle at this point. Will the Milwaukee Bucks prevail? I believe they will. I believe they will be the first one seed in the East with Philadelphia close second. All right. And then, of course, Boston and Miami somewhere swapping who's going to be third. But, uh, you know, I do believe that it all, it happens to all teams. They have that low and then other teams start to play a little bit better and you start to take your foot off the gas. But right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are looking a little bit more normal than usual or a little bit more normal than the way that they looked earlier in the season. Well, people, we've reached that point in the show that we always reach. And if you want to be a sponsor to All Things Basketball Podcast or you want your ass to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button and leave your information. If you want to be a sponsor to the show or you want your ads to your company to be on the show, those are the two things that you have to do. Thank you very, very much. St. John's. St. John's, man. All right, we're talking about that college basketball. A lot of people say, hey, Coach Luke, you don't talk enough about college basketball. I sure do. I sure do. I speak. I have two topics per show sometimes on college basketball. But right now we're talking about those St. John's. That St. John Redmond team, they're an excellent, excellent team. St. John Storm, man, they're a wonderful team. Excellent team, all right? You got my main man, Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson, of course, he's former coach of Missouri, all right? Assistant coach to Nolan Richardson at Arkansas, and then he took over that Arkansas team, all right? 40 minutes of hell defense. He's brought to Queens, and they are really playing some defense, man. The, 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 the St. John's uh, basketball team is a phenomenal team right now. They're 13-4. and four. One of the best starts that they've had in the last, say, five to six years since Steve Lavin was in the building. And so they're looking good. They're looking good. They've got an excellent team. I can't wait to see them 
in the tournament, the Big East tournament that is, and as well, I can't wait to see them as far as the NCAAs because Mike Anderson's style breeds success at tournament time. Pressure, pressure, pressure. All right? And so you got a lot of excellent players in that building. All right? Mustafa Heron, phenomenal, man. Mustafa Heron's a phenomenal player. And so, you know, he had a little injury, but he's back in that St. John's building performing at a high, high level. You really got to watch St. John's moving forward. You got to watch them. And, of course, that's the collegiate area of the show. St. John's out of Queens, man. Phenomenal team. Look out for them because they're going to be very, very dangerous moving forward in March and in, in March and in, in, in all the way around in the um, Big East tournament as well as the NCAA tournament. All right, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Russell Westbrook, man, he's balling. Russell Westbrook is balling. Now, I told you before, it's going to take a while for Russell Westbrook once he was traded from OKC to Houston to get his feet under him, get the system under him, and things of that nature. But right now, you got my man Russell Westbrook mad. And when he's mad, he plays at a higher level. Russell Westbrook is really playing some basketball, people. Phenomenal player, former MVP, all right, the only man other than Oscar Robinson to uh, uh, have a, um, a triple-double the whole season. He's the second player in history to do that, and he's an MVP player. So you got to know that Russell Westbrook was going to eventually break out, and so now he's broke out. They let him out the cage, man, and he's a madman right now. He's really performing well, and it's a beautiful thing to see, man. He wanted out of OKC. He got it. He went to Houston with his childhood friend, the beard, James Harden. And right now, Russell Westbrook is really performing at such a high, high level. Couldn't happen to a better guy, man. Really couldn't happen to a better guy. He's a phenomenal player. And, of course, you know, you got to watch Houston. All right? You really got to watch Houston now because now they have that real two-headed monster with the beard, James Harden, and, of course, Russell Westbrook. That one-two punch is a phenomenal one-two punch, people. you got to be careful moving forward with the Houston Rockets. Well, there's been some trade talks, and, of course, there's been trade talks out of that Washington building with one John Wall. I just think the contract is so big, no one wants to touch it. He's going to have to downsize a little bit. But, of course, when you're making over $26 million a season, who wants to take a pay cut? I wouldn't. <laughs> if you pay me $26 million, I want to keep the $26 million. But coming out of that Washington building, they've been trying to move John Wall for the last year and a half, and it hasn't happened. So I guess 
in the next year or so, he'll be a free agent from this humongous contract that he signed four years ago. And so, I, I mean, you know, he's holding the team captive. That's what he's doing. They want to get rid of him, but no one's going to take that contract. Why? Because John Wall is off again, on again with the injuries. And let's face it, the last couple of seasons, he hasn't been the John Wall of old. He has not been the John Wall of old, okay? And people want to see his production pick back up to where we know John Wall uh, production was. And so right now, it's very hard for the Washington Wizards to move John Wall with that very, very strong and hefty contract. But they're trying. And so coming out of that Washington building, John Wall, man, they're trying to move John Wall. Well, it's been a wonderful show. Our first show for 2020, 2020 grind time, man. I'd like to thank all my listeners, man, everybody that downloads, shares, follows, likes. I mean, hey, everybody that's on the gram that hits me up on Instagram with their messages, their love and their support, as well as Facebook. Everybody hits me up on Facebook with their messages and their love and support. You know I give you the love right back here at All Things Basketball Podcast. And I'll see you Wednesday, Wednesday, 7 p.m. sharp, episode 86. All right? Good night. God bless. Ah!